Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wellness Coaching Conversation with myself, Lori Legault, and the infamous Brian Douglas. Uh, Oh, infamous. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We are back to talk about some more very important and pertinent wellness coaching aspects, and hopefully something that is insightful today. So, Brian, I'll let you explain what our topic is today a little bit better before we begin. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that, geez, I feel like you just set me up there, Lori. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Hey, you got to go big, right? You got to just go for the gusto here. I agree. Go big or go home. Well, you know, we've, we've spent some time recently talking about, um, some of those challenges that we face as health coaches, um, keeping clients on topic, um, artful interruptions, artful redirects, and that kind of stuff. And one of the things it it made me realize is the incredible opportunity that these instances where a client goes out of scope, the incredible opportunity that that can create for both us as a coach but also for them as a client, because, you know, ultimately our role here is to help provoke insight and help clients create change in their lives. And, and, you know, that, that whole process. And it occurred to me that regardless of where they go out of scope, there's still a wellness thread or a wellness component or aspect to whatever topic that they bring up. And so I feel like it creates a really valuable opportunity for the coach to ask a question instead of just doing like a hard redirect saying, well, that's out of scope. We can't talk about that, you know, because nothing, nothing can kill momentum in a conversation quicker than a a slamming door. And so, and, and yet as coaches, rightfully so, there's a little bit of concern, maybe or trepidation of, going out of scope. So, you know, an example I guess I could give is, you know, maybe maybe a um, you're talking to a, a middle-aged individual and they've got some serious family stuff going on at home. Maybe one of their teenage kids is in some legal trouble and they just, they can't get it off their mind and, and they keep going there. Um, understandable, you know, certainly an opportunity to express empathy, um, but also I think an opportunity to ask a, a quality question and say, you know, given given this really heavy thing that's happening, what are you doing to take care of yourself in this process? Or what are you doing to help the rest of the members of your family navigate this really challenging set of circumstances? You're not getting into therapy there. You're still smack dab in wellness, even though they've brought up a topic that isn't you know, that's not where we need to go to talk about that topic, but we can still find the wellness thread. And I feel like it's an opportunity to draw the conversation back onto a wellness focus while still acknowledging the reality that's going on in their life. Because I think the the one thing we don't want to be is goal-directed robots as coaches. You know, there there has to be that that willingness, as they say, to dance in the moment and explore the gray while still honoring the spirit of scope that we need to maintain as coaches. So I hope that all makes sense, but that just, I feel like there's a lot to talk about there. Absolutely. You know, I love this topic because it, what it brings up for me also is that 
we have so many parts to us that you can't necessarily separate. So if you're talking to somebody and you're a part of their work environment, or you're talking to somebody who comes to you for weight loss goals, there's, there's, you know, there's this thought that like, okay, we're always going to be talking about that original topic. And I think number one, that's why it's important to every session come to that place of what would you like to talk about today? First of all, because that gives them an opportunity and an opening to say, well, today I'm wanting to talk about something that we haven't talked about before, because yes, I'm, I'm just using a different topic. Now, one, one thing that you brought up was the parenting. Mm. And I think that's a really big one, um, for sure. Um, so we actually, we can kind of address that as well. What just came to mind for me is like, Oh, somebody who's on this weight loss track and you're talking to them about their fitness goals and their weight loss goals and their nutrition and all this stuff. But they might say something like, um, you know, something big has happened in their life that's affecting their ability to, uh, even begin to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. in that way. So it allows an opportunity for other parts to come in and look at them as this whole person who has other aspects to their life. Um, but it also allows us to provide empathy, like you said, and, um, understand that there's another place they're coming from and maybe unpack a little bit of that during the session and then redirect back to how, you know, how do you want to approach this given your ultimate goal that we've discussed before? So you can kind of pull in other parts of that, but even like with the, the parenting, uh, example that you gave is that's something that weighs very heavy on mm-hmm. a person to where it's very hard to think about what their ultimate goal is if when they go home, if they're consumed by a difficult situation. And so redirecting them to say, what is something that you can do for yourself that allows you to better be able to handle what's going on at home? gives them also permission to do so. So I kind of feel like I went off on a little bit of a tangent there with different things. Hopefully that made sense as well, but that it sounds like what you're saying to me is there's always an opportunity to integrate wellness into any situation that comes up during a session. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate your insight of, of really recognizing that, you acknowledge what they're going through. And, and, and while, you know, sometimes, sometimes goals can, can ebb and flow, you know, the progress to goals can ebb and flow. And, and some weeks for people that are engaged in this thing called real life, some weeks are more about survival than, than about anything else. And I think that that's important that, that as intuitive coaches, that we're able to kind of have our finger on that pulse and, and, not get into that either prescriptive or push pull scenario where it becomes you know the 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 client just is is they're stuck or they're 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 resistant it's more along the lines of this is where they are and how can i how can i help them remember that there there are some wellness opportunities here and even if they're not directly pursuing a larger goal that they're still supporting their 
ultimate survival and pursuit of that goal. And so that, you know, I, I, I work a lot with, um, with people that are in career change conversations. And a lot of times they're facing this through no fault of their own because they've lost their job. And that you may have experienced is a gigantic stressor and it puts puts one in fight or flight and it creates a, a host of just noise and stress and it can completely derail people from anything else in their lives and ultimately their whole purpose for existence is finding a new job that's not sustainable and in this current economy it might take a month or more to get that that good gig you know several months and so even though a person may be on a weight loss journey we as coaches can also work with them to figure out ways to navigate the short-term monumental stressors that have come up that might not directly again they might not produce weight loss results but they might they might help them survive the riptide that they're in so that they can get back on track you know it's just it, it's i think it it comes down for me lori to remember to see the client as a as a whole person that has a multitude of aspects and while most of those aspects may not be quote in scope there's a wellness thread through all of them and and that you know our responsibility is is to hold space and to acknowledge and ultimately serve their 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 big goals but it it may not be a direct path you know you you may have to take some pretty wacky directions but to me again it's it's what are we doing what are we doing here we're here to serve the well-being of the client yeah really really well said Brian i love that because it is so important to realize that the person is a person that comes with lots of history and a lot of different beliefs, depending on how they were raised. It brings up the topic to me of, you know, were you a, a person who was raised to put yourself last and take care of everybody first? Are you somebody who was raised to always take care of yourself first so you can take care of everybody else as you did in a healthy way, which that's a very, that's like a very modern way of being raised. Mm -hmm. um, are you somebody who thinks when I accomplish this big goal, then I will allow myself to do all the other things that allow me to take care of myself, yeah. you know, which is a big one people sometimes get really laser focused and they'll reward themselves with taking care of themselves once they achieve the bigger, greater goal. I think <laughs> of like, oh, when I get that promotion, then I'll go and have a spa day or something. Right. And so I think of, well, why not get the spa day if that's what you love now so that you can walk out of there rejuvenated and ready to put the hard work in towards yeah. that promotion. What about the other way around? Right. Mm, that's a good um, point. And, and stave, also stave off burnout, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are in this society, especially 
brought up to think, you know, just kill yourself first, and then you can reap the rewards of what you can do and afford mm. once you get to the big ultimate goal. But actually, we we know more now that taking care of yourself in bits and pieces along the way allows you to stay more happy, healthy, and whole mm -hmm. later. And so reminding yourself and reminding our clients that I think is a really important thing. One of the things that also came to mind is, with this discussion for me is that my, my former uh, superior, she always would direct me towards what they call the miracle question. And the miracle question, people may remember this from our coaching, is if you were to achieve what you want to, what would that look like? What would that feel like? What would that bring you that you don't currently have? Mm. And being able to imagine all the other pieces of your life that would be affected by this ultimate goal of yours. And the reason why this is important is because oftentimes our goal is in small ways more achievable now than we realize. And so, you know, there is like the things that it will bring to you when you ultimately reach that. But are there some things that you may not even realize you already have mm. that you're not realizing, you're not um, enjoying currently because you're so focused on this big huge goal. And so I guess what that, why that loops back around into what we're talking about today is if somebody is working with you on a specific goal and they come to a session and they're not really able to think of that because other things have gotten in the way, mm -hmm. life in general has gotten in the way. We as coaches have the ability to break it down a bit and acknowledge what's going on for them, acknowledge what's hard and ask of them, what is something that maybe you could do or have already done before that would help you be able to deal better with what's going on in your life? Possibly you have been in this position before and forgot, and there are some coping mechanisms that you may already have within you that could help you that you're not able to see because of the stress of a situation at hand. I don't know if that makes sense. Sometimes I just go off on a tangent and I'm like, uh, I don't know if what I'm saying makes any sense. <laughs> I'm tracking. And, and okay. I, 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 I felt like I was just kind of sitting there going, this is like masterful coaching it, because in a sense, what, what you just did was drew a parallel to what you referenced with the miracle question, because you were basically acknowledging maybe that which is outside their control, acknowledging which is what's really big in their life and and reminding them that there are areas that they still have control over, that they still have some autonomy and agency and remind them that maybe they've done that before, but they've just forgotten it. And and in a, a way that's so beautifully parallel to that miracle question deal where it's kind of like, if everything changed, what would be different? And of the things that would be different, do all of those have to even wait for the big thing 
to change, to happen. You know, it's like it helps it helps kind of break that elephant down into bite sized chunks. Mm -hmm. And you never know which part you're going to be working on in a given week because life happens and things change. And I just think you really articulated that so well, Lori. Mm, well, thank you. Well, it just, it does bring up so much, you know, there's so much unspoken when we as coaches are talking to people, it's hard to, I think it's hard for our clients to present themselves in such a way where they're able to always be honest about what's going on for them. And so it is up to us to begin to also read between the lines a little bit. Um, I worked with a student this week who had a huge setback and he was talking to me like he was good and fine. Like, mm. okay, you know, I'm ready to move forward and um, tackle this big setback and um, progress. And so I made the comment to him, well, it sounds like you've, you know, picked yourself up off the ground, dusted yourself off and you're ready to move on. And he was like, actually, no, I'm devastated. Wow. And I don't know what to do now. And I was said, Oh, that's interesting. Cause you presented yourself as if you were doing great, you know? And he goes to me, this was the end of the road. Mm. Like my dream and my aspirations are over. And I said, you know, this really is a, a setback that can be completely overcome. And someday nobody will even know that this setback existed in your life. Do you see it that way? Then he said, no, I haven't seen it that way. And so we began to go backwards a little further and go, why is this such a huge setback. It is a setback. Yes. But why is this the end of the road for you? And he says, because I've never failed anything mm. in my life. And so it sent us down a different path of like, what is failure? What is a growth mindset? Um, what will it be like once you overcome this setback? Like we were able to really dig into so many different areas that were, really cool. And, you know, as a coach, I think, oh, wow, this is a pretty young person who still has their whole life ahead of them. And this is actually going to be helpful for them someday mm. to see that, you know, you're not one thing in life, you're many things in life. And, um, and so that kind of miracle question for him painted a different story but when we talked about it in more depth, he was able to kind of see that right now he still is a successful person. He still has done mm. a lot. That one failure isn't the end of him and will not be the end of his journey. And it was a really cool experiment in this way of like, tell me more about a time when, you know, you overcame anything. I mean, you had to overcome some mm. things, but he didn't think of those as such a big deal as this one. And so anyways, now again, I'm kind of rambling, but, um, I do think there's so much opportunity to see so many sides of somebody that, yeah. you know, you don't always see in the beginning. Absolutely. I, I think that student's really fortunate to, to work with you because you were able to 
acknowledge and recognize the the magnitude of this, but only after you kind of gave a summary, a reflection of of saying, yeah, it sounds like you're good, right? And then they're like, wait, no, there, this is not, this is not my reality. And and then the opportunity was there. And so I just feel like having having the wherewithal as a coach to be in the moment and and to take the time to play back to that person what they said to you gave him an opportunity to join you in the moment because he wasn't he he was he was kind of operating on a script that he already had mm-hmm. and it was only by you know turning it around and going hey dude yeah i see this and and he went oh no that's that's actually not it at all that all of a sudden a transformational opportunity presented itself and so i think that's um you know again that that's great coaching and it's being willing as as a, a coach to not be a robot you know not be toxic toxically positive but to to be able to kind of explore whatever direction needs to be explored with with your client um so many more rewards i mean the saying that that i try to live by with this is a life with more questions than answers is a rich life indeed um and i i feel like the questions are where the growth lies the questions are are where the unknown is and that can be scary but that's that's where transformation happens it's not the answers the answers are boundaries you know it's like okay the, these are these are the limitations we place on ourselves the questions are where we're able to transcend those limitations and step outside the box you know mm-hmm. and i think again, oh yeah as, as a coach that's that's serving our clients when we do that Absolutely. And to also like see another path that they didn't even know existed. Right. I mean, getting back to your point, even before about like, about allowing the um, intersection of wellness to be basically in any discussion that we have Mm -hmm. with our clients, it's also taking them to this other place of, okay, so this one thing has been a bit of a what you might describe as like a roadblock for you, or just something that's been really difficult and hard to navigate. That's making it hard for you to, to, um, attend to other goals. What have you done in your life that makes you feel really good when you've done it? Like what makes you feel the most alive you know, people forget about that. They, yeah. they don't allow themselves that joy anymore. Mm. Um, kind of getting back to this same student when I asked him, you know, when you're not doing, when you're not studying all day for big exams, what do you love to do? Play basketball. Mm. When's the last time you played basketball? I don't remember. Okay. Well, that is something that could be a very good outlet that would allow you to tackle all this other difficulty in such a way that when you're done, you have, you're flooded with aliveness, joy, all these, um, amazing chemicals in your brain that when you come back, you don't feel like a loser anymore (laughs) (laughs) because of the failure that you've had, you feel ready to tackle the task at hand 
in a healthier way. Right. And I think for so many people, they don't really know what to do and um, they stew in whatever difficulty they're going mm-hmm. through. So yeah. allowing, I've, I definitely have stopped calling it exercise because that seems like a task, but I do mm-hmm. call it movement. I think we talked about mm-hmm. that maybe in a previous episode, but like moving our body in any way that feels good, which for many people, the simplest thing is just taking a walk outside if they live in a safe area to do so. And I try to also encourage being unplugged so that you can Mm. allow your brain to think thoughts that it doesn't think when you're listening or doing something else and being able to listen to just what's going on outside and what's going on in your heart and your mind and being able to really tune in and tap into yourself again Mm. is so important. And that in and of itself is wellness, right? We kind of think we have to do something to be well, Actually, you don't. I mean, you can sit with yourself in the uncomfortableness that sometimes occurs when you do so, and that is true wellness. And then, you know, yeah, anything else is like a extra credit. <laughs> well said, Lori. Yeah, you, you know, you you're offering your client an opportunity to experience the gift of an expanded perspective. Because goal-directed behavior and external stressors both can create myopic tunnel vision. And, you know, basketball falls away, meditation falls away, healthy eating falls away, all these things that are, you know, the wellness behaviors. But what what you just hit so squarely on the head is what precedes the behaviors. And the what precedes the behaviors is awareness because before before we can execute the behaviors that ultimately allow us to approach and achieve our goals we have to have that awareness and and so i think that's um that's powerful it really is and and i think that um again it's it's about recognizing where the client is and joining them there and always understanding that there's 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 a gift in every situation or at least an opportunity to explore for a gift and it's up to us to shine the light. Mhm. Absolutely. Just before we end today, Brian, it makes me think of like you know, I I always write notes when I'm talking to any client. I'm very visceral is that the word visceral with like, I I have to do note taking, Mm -hmm. even if I think I can remember, I just always take notes. And it makes me think of like one of those charts where you have like the name of the person in a circle and you draw, you know, a circle around their name. Then you have little lines in every direction from their name. And it's like, okay, their career, their health and wellness, their personal life, Mm-hmm. And like, just kind of drawing a little line to everything. And I feel like that's potentially a really good way of getting to know this person as a whole human mm-hmm. and understanding them better so that when you see them the next time, you actually can look at your notes in that way and go, what is wholly going on with this person? Mm. Not just the goal that we sat down to tackle. 
you know, and really remembering that their ultimate wellness as it pertains to any goal is probably the most valuable part of their time with you. So it's a great point. And, and again, it, it, it's so empowering for coaches, what you just said, you know, of, of realizing that you're, you're not just focusing on this one specific goal directed path, but if you really want to serve your client, it's to recognize them and all their flawed beauty as a human being and see that there are aspects of their life in every direction that both can affect and be affected by wellness, wellness awareness, mm-hmm. wellness behaviors. And I think that's um, that's a great place to to end here because I feel like it'll probably provoke hopefully some, some aha moments to some of our listeners. And I'd love to hear from them because I think that's, um, that's why we're here is to serve our fellow coaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and end our discussion here for right now. And we hope to pick up in some direction from here, 